They are concerns about your state of mind. Okay. Love is patient. Love is kind. Wait a minute. Have you heard some of the stories on this show before? So I was a mistress. I had a wing with another man. And then I got an infection and he's going to pass it on to his wife. Oh yes, love can also be scandalous. The back thing. Love can be stupid. <laughs> and sometimes love just isn't enough. But it's necessary. So let's talk about it. Love, sex, or anything on your mind. I only call him ugly because everyone told me that he was, but for me, he was the best looking guy in the world. This is the podcast that knows no boundaries. Share stories and maybe pick up some great advice. From all around the world, it's Good Times with Mo, the podcast, season six. And here he is, the ear to all your problems, the Philippine genius, DJ Mo Twister. All right, welcome to the podcast. It is a Tuesday night, 1st of October, brand new month. Let's have a good time with the podcast, season six, episode number 77. Brought to you by Sharp Philippines from the Kumu Podcast Studios. My name is Mo. It's nice to have you guys here. The phone number, if you want to call, is plus one two three four two three one six six zero zero. You can text me there. You can also send me a message on Instagram or Twitter. The handle is at DJ Mo Twister. Facebook page is GTWM Podcast. Reach out to me. Talk about anything. Love, life, sex, any interesting topic you might want to throw out on this Tuesday or any future dates of this podcast. Again, it is the month of October. I'm looking to have a pretty strong month here as I turn 42 years old in about a few weeks. But more importantly, the NBA season starting. The uh, baseball playoffs are starting today as well. Just had a great, great game um, that I watched. It's a good time to be a sports fan. Um, Let's see here. Before we get to our show and we have an all-female show again tonight we'll take calls from uh, all uh philippines as well all in manila as well well it's manila las piñas uh, makati manila but uh yeah we've lined up pretty strong here with some good calls i want to bring up something that i talked about on the radio today referencing this podcast uh, i got a message from our caller from episode number 75 price who i scheduled to get back on the show uh i for some reason, I think we, we scheduled a call, but we weren't able to get him on here tonight for whatever reason. So he might be on the show, if not tomorrow, you know, for the weekend. But uh, if you recall on episode 75, Price was the guy who was calling from the Middle East, I think. And he had the girlfriend that was mentally unstable. She had the borderline uh, personality disorder uh, the or bipolar, I forgot what it was. But she wasn't, she wasn't of stable, sound mind and body, let's say. And he wanted to break up with her, but he was worried that if he did, she was going to do something and harm herself. Now, a lot of people have you have called this show with the same problem through the years. Many of you may be listening to the show right now that are in relationships of this sort where you're worried that if you break up, the person you're with is going to harm themselves or worse, maybe kill themselves. 
Now, my running stand, and it has always been this through the years, is that if you're in a relationship where someone is threatening to hurt themselves, you cannot stay in that relationship for those reasons. You cannot stay if you think uh, that if you leave, they might kill themselves, and then you're going to have to live with that guilt. Now, unfortunately, uh, this was episode 75 when this occurred, so two episodes ago. Uh, he broke up with her, and he sent me a message, and she cut her wrist. Um, the, they, they took photos of it. She survived, thankfully. She survived. But the pictures were really graphic. Uh, she cut her wrist wide open. And uh, it looked bad. And it was all over the bed. There was blood all over the bed. And they found her like that. And it's kind of odd that whoever the hell took those photos, it, it, I think it was family members. And they, if I recall or if I'm putting together this right, they were kind of sent those pictures to him and in the attempt to say, hey, this is your fault, asshole. Now, when you're in a situation like this, again, my advice is always to make sure that they're her friends or her family knows that you're going to break up and that you're concerned about her well-being and that they should check her welfare and see if she's okay from time to time because you're concerned. But you can no longer be in the relationship. So she took uh, what looked like a knife or something because it was huge. The, 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 they didn't look like the razor blade stuff. It looked like a fucking balisong went through her wrist. And wide open. And it's it, it disturbing for me to watch the, or to see on my phone. But I understand that, that this, I mean, this is what it is. This, the show is what it is. The, the callers, you guys are not fucking around. And if I can try my best to help you, I will. By giving you not always advice about what you should do, but advice about what I would do. In situations like this, though, I do tell you, break up. You got to break up. Do it as gently as possible. Possible. If you guys listen to the call on episode 75, you'll know that I said that. And if it ever takes a turn for the fucking miserable like it did here with her, in fact, hurting herself, you have to understand that there's really not much you can do and it's not your burden to shoulder. No matter how guilty you might feel, the reality is just you're not responsible for those people. And not to all, I, mean, I don't want to drill in your minds, you always got to think about yourself because that's kind of, you, you don't want to live life just thinking about yourself. But in this case, you kind of have to. And you're not married, you, you, you guys are, you know, this was a long distance relationship, if I'm not mistaken. And even w whether it is or long distance or not, it's just if somebody's in a relationship with someone who threatens to hurt themselves, if you leave, you cannot cannot stay in that relationship. And he was saying that it was taking a toll on his mental health, and that can happen. Or even if it doesn't, say you're still yourself a stable person in the head. You cannot be hijacked by a situation and held hostage by in a situation with somebody who threatens to hurt themselves if you want to move on with your life. You can't do it. Okay, so sorry, sorry to start the show on a serious note. I just thought I'd bring that up. We'll talk about other kind of shit a little bit later, hopefully between calls that are a little bit more fun, but wanted to throw that out there. 
Okay, now let's put a smile on our face. Let's get to some of these calls. Let's find out if we've got any other interesting stories to throw out our way here for episode 77. And let's start with Paula, who is 24 years old. Paula is in Manila, and she is, I believe, outside uh, on the phone. So we're going to hear some background stuff, but I think this is going to be interesting. Hey, Paula, thanks for being here. Next call. Hi, good evening. So uh, thanks for <laughs> thanks for having me. I'm thanks for taking the time. Having a, yes, um, I'm actually having a bit of a problem with my relationship right now. Sure. So um, I've been in a relationship for over a year. So yeah. this is my um, second serious relationship. And then um, coming from a very different background, because since um, before the relationships, I the, relation, the kind of relationships I had was mostly on a parang sexual type. So parang I've gotten used to doing things, and parang I'm not used to having just ano uh, yung plain simple sex. So you you're so saying now, you're saying in the past uh, most of the interaction you have with boys I'm assuming or boys and yeah. girls just boy, okay. most of the interaction you have with boys is really casual sex you just it's just fuck buddies and flings and now you're in a a little bit more serious thing yes okay that's fine. So ngayon, kasi, uh, so I've been with this guy for ano na, for over a year and um I'm, ha- I'm having issues with it. So uh, he's quite aware of um the activities that I used to have before and then I try to open up the naman ko ano yung mga expectations ko when we're doing things. So kasi parang now at least uh, um sex is really a part of a relationship na eh. It's not something that you have to wait for like patagal. Yeah. yeah. So, so ngayon, um, although, uh, mention ko sa kanya yung mga things na yun and acknowledges naman. But the thing is, we still don't do it the way na I want it to happen. But you, you, but you said you have communicated this to him, right? You said, you told him, hey, I want to yes. have sex like this. And he doesn't yeah. want to do it. Well, and why doesn't... Well, let's start a little bit well, with your background. He didn't, he didn't explicitly say that he doesn't want to do it. Na parang whenever we... He said, of course, there are times that we do dirty talk, right? Yeah. So there are times that I bring up that these are the things that I want you to do to me. Or these are the things that I want us to do. Well, well see, that's what uh, I want to... Well, hold on, Paula. I want to know what you want done. Because, yes, if... It's weird because if you're asking for things that are a bit aggressive yeah. or a bit, you know, over the top to what he's used to, because you're used to something else and he's used to something else, he might have he might be a little hesitant. So can you explain to me what you want? And you know, I, I just kind of want to gr- get a little bit of a picture of like what you're into. <laughs> yeah, Um So. Shahase, my boyfriend, he only had one partner before me. So, and then uh, the kind of uh, thing that he is um, used to doing is just like, yeah, plain, simple, magkam siya, magkam yung girl, and then was na. So, ako kasi, parang I'm expecting now we're gonna do 
things or the foreplay is a bit longer or my foreplay yung ganon. Ah, okay. So it's not, uh, it's not naman, you're not asking for anything super circus act um, fucking crazy, right? Um, there are times na I, like, kunyari, uh, uh, kasi I have some fantasies minsan. So parang, uh, I want us to, uh, <laughs> I want us to role play or something, ganun. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, kasi I'm kind of, ano, into BDSM. That's the part. That's the part I'm saying that I think can turn people off. Now, there's nothing wrong with being into that, Paula. It's that it's hard to find somebody else who can share your same enthusiasm for it. And when you, when you, I don't know, admit, open up, tell, invite somebody to join that style of activity, people, you know, you're, not everybody's going to be receptive to it. Not everybody's going to jump right in and go, oh, yeah, Sigal, I'll do that. Now, I, I don't want to focus completely on the S&M because that, may be just, uh, that might be yeah. a small part of what you like and not exactly you know, the majority of um, kind of role-play posi- positions and, and things that you're kind of super into. But that as an example alone, Paula, yeah, you're going to have a little bit of a challenge finding people who share you know that that same interest when it comes to sex, but continue. I mean, I, I hate cutting you off. I just I, that's why I'm asking you to describe it because even if it were me, and you were like, "Hey, yeah, let's go have sex. That'd be awesome." And then like, "Yeah, can you choke me? Can you uh, slap me around a little bit? Can you handcuff me to the bed?" Even that, I would be like, "No, no, no, no. That's not gonna happen because <laughs> I'm not that type of person. There are other dudes that'll totally be into that, but yeah, I'm just not him." Um, so that's that you know that would fall under kind of normal, but it, not normal with him being normal and you being abnormal. I'm saying it would be normal that you will find people who will be a little scared about that. Now, if it's affecting how happy you are in the relationship, which I want to ask you, is it? Then yeah, then yeah. I mean, uh, then that's a problem. Yeah, because again, um, so and then because we're I'm going to his place so first we're gonna cuddle and then uh, we're gonna watch a movie or something that was he always ha- uh, he has this habit now always on the last minute when I'm about to go dun lang kami ng gagawin tapos ang nangyari is that we're gonna rush things so I'm not gonna enjoy it kasi yun mauna siya matapos kasi nga yun nagpamadali na siya right right so um for the span of over a year, that's how our sexual life is. And then, so I've been so frustrated because you have to understand, I'm coming from ayun nga, the, that kind of background that was, this is what I'm having right now. So I'm frustrated na, um, I have a guy friend that I opened up sa kanya yung issues ko about my boyfriend. Yeah. Now, um, my guy friend is single, so. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute! Wait a minute! Time out! 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 Paula! Time, time out! Paula! Time out! Paula! Here's the key phrase in all of this, and I've been talking about this on the show the whole fucking year, right? Shit, I've been talking about this for eight years. You said the fucking million peso phrase. 
I have a guy friend <laughs> that I'm opening up to about my sex life, and he's. It didn't matter he was single or not. The fact that you use the phrase, I have a guy friend that I'm opening up to regarding the frustrations of my sex life, that is a 100% guarantee that that guy is going to try to fuck you. And it doesn't matter if he's your friend. It doesn't matter if he's your fucking cousin. The moment a 24-year-old sexually (laughs) active girl says... You know, I'm having some uh, frustrations with my boyfriend regarding our sex life. You know, I want to do it like this. I want to do it like that. Every single guy is going to go, you know what? I'll do it for you. And then they're going to try to fuck you. Yes or no? Did you fuck that guy? Yes, I did. Shocking. (laughs) What a shocker. Okay. Anyway, sorry to cut you off again, but continue with your story. Okay, so... But kasi before, before pa na um, I have this relationship with my boyfriend, we did it once and then before in with that guy friend of mine. So, he's familiar sa akin. And then, so, parang it's easier for me. Oh, so you've had, you've had, you have slept with that guy before? Before, yes, okay, before I, you even had your boyfriend, you already fucked this guy. Okay, then that, that changes yes. things, but... I mean, yes. Well, he's still gonna want to fuck you, and he still did. But all right. Um. So you opened up to him, and then what did he say? And then, um, at first he was uh just uh telling me things na parang bahasing ay hindi siya senai doing. My boyfriend is not senai doing those kind of things. So parang. Uh, I understand naman. Pero it's just me trying to let out my frustrations. Tapos, um, so, um, I used to work with this guy. Like, a month ago, we had the company outing. And then, ayun, after, uh, so, of course, during the outing, you had drinks, you had a yeah. few uh, you, you um, are you er- every You are every cliche <laughs> of... <laughs> Of girlfriend is gonna cheat on her boyfriend. Company outing, drinks. Let, uh, d- let me guess. Do you work at a call center as well? I know. Okay, so I that would have been pro- med rep. You work where? I work in a con- consulting. Consulting. Firm. Okay. All right. You would have been the perfect girl. The perfect all of it in terms of <laughs> the stereotypical. Uh, <laughs> 24-year-old <laughs> who just goes on a company outing and fucks some other guy. So, um, so you went to a company outing, you had a couple of drinks, and then you guys had sex. So, yeah. Yes. What's the question? So, yeah, and, um, so, after the company outing, we did it again. So, we have done it twice, but I'm still in a relationship with my boyfriend. Because I am super frustrated about my sexual life right now. Yeah. So, yeah, and of course I feel guilty. Of course, it's not something that gusto ko pa ulit ulitin. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know who paano ko dapat sabihin sa boyfriend ko na ganito pa rin yung gusto kong mangyari, ganito pa rin yung expectations ko. Kasi, it's, it's, it's so frustrating. It's so hard not to so, be so let me, uh, let me, satisfied. Absolutely. 100%. I am Team Paula the whole way in all of this. Okay. 
All I want to know is why are you still in the relationship? If it's so frustrating, if you're so upset about your sex life, if it's so, you know, just kind of getting you a point where you're finding it in other people, why do you stay with him? Uh, I don't understand that there's more to a relationship than the than the sex aspect of it. Sure, there is, but yeah. obviously, sex is a big part for you. So, yes. when you say a statement like "there's more to a relationship than just sex," that's true. But the way you value it versus the way your boyfriend values it are two separate. Like, there's two separate intensities of value when it comes to to it for you and when when it is for him and just because there's more to a relationship than that doesn't minimize how much you value it so if it's important for you then it's important it might not be everything but it might be the biggest thing in a relationship and that's not anything to be like that's not that's not a problem that's not a problem if you value sex a lot I do. And when, like you, I'm frustrated, it, it can really be difficult to, to just kind of exist in it in the everyday. So why do you still stay? I guess I still want to work things out. Like, if there's still a way that it can work out, then I'd like to try that. I don't want to waste another year relationship just because you know, well it, it, the, but, but Paula I mean how often are you guys having sex? once a month yeah that's not enough why is it only once a month? yeah um because uh, I well one I have very strict parents as in still at the age of 24 kailangan I have to uh, make paalam before I go out so yeah. and then my parents also doesn't uh my parents do not approve of my relationship with my boyfriend right now. So parang um uh, it's hard for us to meet. But how did you have sex? Yeah. You were having a lot of sex before your boyfriend you were saying, right? Yes. Well, I, how uh, how often uh, were you having well, let's, let's start with this. What's the body count? Yeah. How, how many guys have you slept Sorry? with? Sorry. How many guys have you slept with? How many guys have I slept with? Um, six, seven? <laughs> okay, so it's not some stupid number. Six and seven is totally, like, that's not a lot at all. And yeah. you've been sexually active for how long? Um, since I was 17. Okay, so not, again, you didn't start really, really early either. I mean, you weren't like 14 or anything like that when you started. So you've had, you know, seven years of sex, you know, one partner, one different partner a year. That, that's totally fine. Um, on average, of course. And this is your first relationship that you're sexually frustrated with? Like all the other guys you were really happy I know that you said you haven't had a lot of relationships, but all the other men that you've had sex with, you've been sexually satisfied by them? Yes. Okay, so yeah, so this can get really frustrating. What I would do is, if you want to save this, I would start with, and I'm not sure if you're doing this, but I would start with not putting the burden on him to satisfy you sexually, but to educate him on how to do it. Um, you, you said that when you go over his house and you watch a movie and you cuddle, you only start having sex when you're about to leave. Well, you can control that. When you go over his house, fuck him in the beginning. 
Um, fuck him in the middle of the movie. Because he is waiting till the end means you're also waiting to the end because you're following that lead. Take the lead, Paula. You do it first. You initiate. Just so you're not getting... Because you're the one who's most frustrated. So instead of the burden on falling on him to step up, why don't you show him how to step up and make it your responsibility since you're benefiting, quote-unquote, more than he is? In terms of, the like, say, the BDSM stuff, what have you when you told him you're into that, what does he say? How does he respond to that aggressive style of... Aggressive for him, okay? Aggressive style of, you know, sexual acts or, or whatever the hell. He just says, let's try that next time. Things like that. Tapos, um, there were times na um, I would tell him or I would send him some videos or yeah. I, I would um, share with him some links or of some toys that I saw online and things like that. And then I'll, I'll tell him, na, let's buy this. He'll just say, na, Sige, try natin. but he doesn't believe anything about it. And what's yeah. what's annoying is that yung guy friend ko, uh, siya, <laughs> binibilan niya talaga ako. Yeah. So, yeah. parang, so, yeah, so, parang, uh, nakaka-frustrate. <laughs> no, I, I totally get it. Okay, so, you know, my, my stand on this, if you listen to the show a lot, Paula, I'm not sure how long you've listened to this program, no. But my stand is this, when you're, when you're this young, when you're 24 the way you are and you've been in this relationship for a year and this is a really big problem, you just get out. I mean, I know you said you don't want to waste a year, but you might waste a year and I don't want you wasting anymore when you're this young. You, I mean, you're already cheating on your boyfriend. You're frustrated about a really big part of an aspect regarding a relationship with sex. Um, it just doesn't seem like you guys are ever going to be on the same plane sexually because the way you tell you, the way you paint this picture about him, it's just, he might not be as into it as you are. That's forgivable. You can survive that. But I don't want you to try at 24 to overhaul his sexual drive. I just, if it's once a month, okay, if you had your way, how often would you like to have sex? Well, before I used to do it, like, once a week is uh, sobrang, I don't know. And have you, the least. have you told him? Yeah, I told him that. Uh, he knows how often I do it, how I do things before. What do you mean how often you do it? Oh, okay. Well, so you were having sex weekly before him? Dinaman. Ano lang, parang, kasi uh, the other guys that I, kasi the other guys that I slept before is actually my co-workers then. So it's all, so, yeah, because he says all fuck buddies, right? Yeah, fuck buddies. So it's very easy for me na parang, actually we've done it in the office na din. So parang, ganun siya kadali for me. See, it's funny because Paula, you're the perfect girl <laughs> who gets into fuck buddy stuff. Like this is exactly, you know, how a lot of the times we get girls called the show and I tell them, I don't think the fuck buddy life is for you. That's because you don't sound like this girl. This girl, the fuck buddy life, you can, you can do the fuck buddy life, Paula, and not it be a problem. Um, 
it's funny now because you're struggling in the relationship life. While so many other people call the show, they're struggling in the relationship stuff. They want to do the fuck buddy thing, and I don't think it's right for them. You completely, I think, are mature <laughs> enough, seasoned enough, and the mentality is there for it. Um, okay, so listen, I'll go back to what I'm saying. I, 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 yeah. I prefer you guys to break up. I, honestly, I do, Paula. The cheating, the not being on the same sexual page is a problem. Um, the, 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 the frequency, the once a month stuff is a problem. The activities, you know, the BDSM or whatever, the toys, him not even kind of being receptive to that. That's a problem. Um, I don't know what he's like as a guy in terms of him being nice to you and you get along and you have a lot of common, you know, common interests and hobbies and all of that stuff. I'm sure he's amazing there because why would you stay a day longer if he was bad, in that but when you're already banging other dudes that just tells me man this shit is there's just really not much left to save here and if you really really want to because that's your question like how do i save this relationship how do i get things going i need i think you need to take an aggressive lead on how the sex life is going to go you don't give a suggestion, and then wait for him to do something about it. You have to do something about it. That's the only way I see you guys getting better. And, it's, it, and you can go it. I mean, shit, I'm telling you to break up, but you don't have to follow my advice. You should, though, follow my advice about taking the lead and being more proactive and just putting him there on the bed or calling him and say, hey, drive over here, let's fuck in the car, because once a month is too long for me. I mean, you just have to be direct, you have to be clear, and you have to be a leader in this, in this yeah. setup. How old is he? 28. Wow, and he's older than you, too. Yeah, is he in the sports? Is he kind of athletic in any way? Uh, he likes basketball. He plays basketball. So he's got a little. He's so he's got the testosterone. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, and then you are you having orgasms when you guys have sex? Yeah, but um, um how do I say this? Usually, because you feel like a shame yeah, well, a lot of guys do, and he's just probably not thinking about you. Is he? Is he like mega guapo? Is that why you're staying with this guy? He's super nice. He looks. Uh, he's good looking, but oh. uh, it's more of the attitude over the looks for me. That's it. Yeah. Okay, Paula. So, I, okay, there's. I have two solutions then for you. Again, take the lead. Be more clear. Be more direct. Be more physical, or break up. Those are my two, and I think they're a little, they're obvious, but I feel, yeah. I feel like the way you handle him is that you tell him things and you want him to do it. I, I think that's the, that's the impression I'm getting. And, yes. <laughs> and I want you to stop telling him, or in addition to telling him, I want you to start doing it. When you get to his house, instead of waiting for him to make a move five minutes before you guys have to leave, you make the move five minutes after you get there. Can you do that? Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe he'll finally kind of get the picture. But after one year, my dear, and he still doesn't get it, I'm not sure he'll ever be the guy for you sexually. 
I don't I don't I I don't know if he ever will be and adjust to what you require. So if you want to give yeah. it a shot, if you want to keep if you want to keep trying, then then sure, try. I prefer you to break up because you're already also banging somebody else. All right. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll, I, we'll see. But I'm, I'm glad you shared it. I think it's interesting, and I think you're an interesting girl. And um, uh, I mean, uh, off the bat, who do you think you're going to fuck first? The guy at work or your boyfriend? In between now and, let's see, it's October, right? You do, I mean, just started. It's October 1. Who do you think you're going to yeah. fuck first? Your, your coworker or your boyfriend? Or who are you going to fuck next? I'm not sure because the toys that my friend ordered will be delivered soon. See, and that's why I want you to break up. I, I really, really do. Please break up with your boyfriend. Please. Yeah, I think um, I'll consider your advice. Because even if you if you don't, guess what? You're just gonna fuck your coworker this weekend because the toys are in town. <laughs> you know, it's honestly, it's. <laughs> What's going on here, Paula? So it, it almost it almost defeats the purpose of this phone call, because whether whatever whatever I was going to say, you were still gonna fuck him anyway, because he's got the toys in route, right? Like, yeah. what, what, what did you want me to tell you? Did you want me to say something so profound that you're gonna save your relationship? I actually. Uh, how do I say this? Um, I just, I just don't want to feel. I don't. I I want to see a ray of hope in making this relationship work. Okay, so every ray of hope you have is covered by the fact that you're planning to fuck someone else. What were the chances, if I said out of 100, just give me a percentage, what are the chances of you not fucking your coworker once the toys arrive? Not fucking him, huh? I mean, or, or you can remove the not. You could even say, what are the chances of you banging your coworker the moment he sends you a, a picture of the toy that he ordered you? And if he says, hey, come over, let's put this, let's break this in, let's put it to use. What are the chances of you going, I'm on my way? Even if you and I came up with some large ray of hope on how to save this relationship? Uh, I'd say 70%. 70% chance you're going to go over there and fuck him. Even if I gave you a ray of hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see, Paula, there's nothing I could have said then. There's, I, 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 just, I don't think there's anything I could have said to make you stop cheating on your boyfriend. And to be honest, I am on your side. I am on your side. You're too young to be in a relationship that you're sexually frustrated in. And even again, if I told you, hey, kaya mo yan, no, hindi, okay lang yan, boyfriend mo, mahal, mahal ka niya. you know, you guys are going to be amazing. This is going to be the best relationship ever. You guys are going to have great sex. Madali lang yan, you can fix this, blah, 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 blah. I could have said all of that. And yet, on Saturday, you're still going to fuck this guy. Or 70% chance. That's a pretty fucking high chance, by the way. 
70% is called failure. You, that, that, to me, that you <laughs> are going to fuck him. And you know what? I'm okay with that. But I want you to break up with your boyfriend. So you can have yeah. guilt-free sex. You're 24, and you can find yourself, and you will find yourself a guy who is just as nice to you, just as swack when it comes to your personality, but at the same time is on the same page sexually. And then you'll be like, oh, my God, this is an awesome relationship. And I'm going to be like, hell, yes, it's an awesome relationship. Good for you. You not deserve it yeah. because you, you haven't been a great girlfriend, but, you know, <laughs> you deserve it in a sense that there is somebody out, for you, out there for you. There's somebody out there that can match what you want and that you deserve. Okay. Yeah, thanks for that. All right. So let's break up. Yeah? <laughs> let's break yeah. up. Okay, all right. Sounds good. Thanks for the call, Paula. I appreciate it. Please, at any point, update, so update us. I think you're really entertaining and interesting and all of that. And, uh, yeah, we'll totally love to listen to you again anytime you have a question. Okay? So please, think of us. Think of the show. Yeah. If you got something on your mind. And, and, and as much as I get all of these people who say, hey, you've been a big part of my life growing up. I want to be a big part of your life growing up. You're 24. You're young. You can, you're going to have a lot of hurdles and questions and stuff as you go through this process of adulthood. Totally give me a call anytime and we'll talk about it. Okay? Yes. Right. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Paula. Now go back inside. You sound like you're outside hiding from your parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah go. All right. Thank you. Thanks. I'll see Bye. you. Bye. Uh, it is... Tuesday here, 1st of October. We'll take a break. That is uh, Paula there. Yeah, no. I know. I'm going to get the criticism. Why do I empower these cheating uh, women? Why am I nicer to the cheating girls than I am to the cheating guys? 24 years old, man. She's made it pretty clear what she wants out of uh, this relationship. She's told her boyfriend he hasn't responded. That's might be good enough for you to go, okay, fine, I'm going to fuck my coworker. At 24, yeah. Now, if she had a family and she had kids and all that, of course not. I'd say, hey, do everything you fucking humanly possibly can to get the message across, oh, sweetheart, this is what I want, this is what I need, this is it. And then if they don't do it, you continue, you continue, you continue to be patient, you continue to try, you continue to... But when you're 24, you know the rules on this show. Get out. Hint of drama, get the fuck out. When does that start changing? Yeah, maybe when you're 28, then that starts to change. Even then, that still might be too much. 24, 18, 19, 20, 21, 24, 23, whatever. Get the fuck out. Just get out. Especially in this case with her, but sex is really, really, really important. It's a big fucking deal. And, and I know there are people out there who might minimize it. Oh, dude, it's just sex. I mean, my God, it's just sex. It's not the big... Dude, it's a big deal to a lot of people. And if it's a big deal to a lot of people, then it is a big deal. To, and that cannot be argued. Uh, anyway, anyway we'll, yeah, break. Yeah, we got to take a break. We'll take a break. When we come back, we have more of the show. You listen to Good Times and Well, the podcast, season six. 
Episode number 77, brought to you by Sharp Philippines from the Kumu Podcast Studios. Don't go away. Worldwide, it's Good Times with Mo, the podcast season six. Have a question? Message Mo on Twitter or Instagram at DJ Mo Twister. Or check out GTWM Podcast on Facebook. GTWM is brought to you by Sharp Philippines. Recorded at the Kumu Podcast Studios. You guys know I'm super into sports, right? I mean, sports really does dominate my life. I subscribe to all of the streaming services like MLB Extra Innings, NBA League Pass. I'm even into NFL fantasy football right now. I just drafted my first team, so I'm going to watch football moving forward. And I'm going to do all of that on my Sharp Ultra High Definition TV. If you're a big sports fan, this is really the way to go. The colors are crisp. The way the athletes move from one side of the screen to the other is super smooth. And if you're like me and you're super into fantasy sports and you want to watch your players and root for them in the best possible manner. That's with a sharp, ultra-high definition TV. And it's the perfect time of the year to do it. You have the baseball playoffs kicking off. You have the NFL season just starting. NBA's right around the corner. It is the perfect time to be a sports fan and do it at the highest quality possible when you're talking about TVs. And that's with Sharp Philippines. We even have the Olympics coming up in 2020 you might want to prepare for now. So go check out the Sharp Philippines catalog. Pick out the right TV set for you. Check out the ultra-high-definition TVs they got there, man. As a sports fan, there is truly nothing better. Good times. Now let's get back to the podcast. Worldwide, it's Good Times with Mo, the podcast, season six. Have a question? Message Mo on Twitter or Instagram at DJ Mo Twister. Or check out GTWM Podcast on Facebook. GTWM is brought to you by Sharp Philippines. Recorded at the Kumu Podcast Studios. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Good Times with Mo, the podcast, season six, episode number 77, brought to you by Sharp Philippines from the Kumu Podcast Studios. Do you guys have your Sharp Ultra High Definition TV already on order, if not in your house? If not, you're thinking about it and you want to do it, well, do it soon. As you heard from the commercial, of course, it is, and I said it earlier, it is a great, great time to be a sports fan with the NBA starting exactly three weeks from tonight. Uh, I think it's going to be the time for you to pull out that brand new sharp ultra high definition TV and get yourself in the highest quality picture you can get. Uh, again, I'm so pumped up about the baseball playoffs this week. So I'm watching it on my sharp TV and I'm screaming and jumping around and it was awesome. I also did on the radio show today my two early NBA predictions, meaning my NBA thoughts for this upcoming season's awards, champions, all that stuff that I think that's going to be happening for this season. And I call it too early because, of course, I mean, we don't even see like the big preseason game. Excuse me. We don't even see the big preseason games yet. We don't see um, the training camp just started this week. Uh, but as three weeks away we are, I still thought it would be fun to throw out some of my NBA award picks for the upcoming season and of course the nba champions so let me run through that real quick and, and then we'll take our next call now again many of you know last year i picked the warriors and raptors when i did this uh the raptors ended up winning the nba championship we all know that however i don't think they would have won if the warriors were uh not lacking the services of kevin durant and clay thompson more kevin durant of course uh but i i had the raptors there because i thought they were deep and I thought they were talented at every position. And I'm going to say the same exact thing about the team that I pick to win the NBA title this year. And that's going to be the Denver Nuggets. I think the Nuggets, 
uh, had some great experience last year, making it to the playoffs, having a high seed. Um, I know they didn't go that far. They were very young, but that experience, I think, is going to carry over to this season and be huge for them. And of course, the reason why I think they're so dangerous is that they're super deep at every position. Uh, they have a Bonafide superstar in Nikola Jokic. They've got an uh, all-star caliber player in Jabal Murray. They've got a guy who, even though he kind of slid off last year, uh, I you know I see a bounce-back season for guys like Gary Harris and Will Barton. We saw Malik, Beasle, uh, Malik Beasley kind of step up and play at a high level. Monte Morris did the same. They brought in Jeremy Grant to back up Paul Millsap, who's still a high-caliber NBA player. They've got Juancho Hernan Gomez at the small forward position. they got Mason Plumley also who can do some backup big. And Bol, even Bol Bol is there, who I don't expect anything from him. But, you know, let's just put him out there because... Um, I liked his dad, and his name is Pubic Hair. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., don't know what we're going to see from him, but even if he just rides the bench the entire season, that's okay. They're still super deep. What if he isn't, though? What if he is as good as they projected him to be out of high school? Then that's just another weapon in their arsenal. So I think the Nuggets are mega deep at every position. I think, again, last year's experience is going to help them. And the West is wide open as the Warriors are not the clear favorites anymore. So I'm going to go with the Nuggets because of depth. They have a little bit more experience. They have a nice little home court advantage with the altitude over there in Denver. And they've got the superstar that I can that I think can take them all the way. So that's going to be my... And that's not Dark Horsey. I know some of you go, oh, Dark Horse. No, I am taking the Nuggets as the NBA champions for 2019-2020. Uh, I think they're going to beat the Philadelphia 76ers, who I thought at the time of the uh, uh, Josh Richardson and Al Horford acquisition, that that made them the best defensive team in the NBA. Uh, but the LA Clippers are probably now the best defensive team in the NBA just because they were able to acquire Paul George. But still... Uh, that's the best defensive team in the in the East, I think, this coming season. I don't think they're deep enough to be NBA champions. Uh, if they don't make it, and let's say uh, fucking the Bucks make it, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying that the Bucks don't have a chance. I'm just picking the Sixers as my team coming out of the East. My MVP, Nikola Jokic. I think he's going to win the uh, season regular season MVP. Defensive player of the year for me is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Rookie of the year, Zion Williamson. Kind of low-hanging fruit, but Let's say uh, Zion gets hurt, then I think the Rookie of the Year award is a little bit more wide open for other people. We don't know if Zion has what it takes to last an entire season, though he is physically such a specimen that I think he'll be okay there. It's just he's never done it. Comeback Player of the Year, Chris Stapps Porzingis. Porzingis looks awesome physically, and if his health can hold up, I think he's going to be Comeback Player of the Year. Um, most improved player of the year is not a major award. I don't know why I threw this out there, but maybe Bam Adebayo would be my uh, suggestion here just because of the opportunity that he's going to have in Miami. And I've always loved Bam. Uh, I think he's going to be most improved player. Um, who else? Six man. If, if he, in, in fact, does come off the bench, I think Fred Van Vliet's going to go ahead and be sixth man of the year. So those are my picks for the two early... Uh, NBA predictions. How do you fare in this? Again, we've got a couple of weeks, so there's changes could be made, acquisitions, injuries between now and opening night. But I like what I uh, what I've come up here with my picks. All right, let's get to our next call.
Let's go to Nix. Nix is 27 years old. She's in Las Piñas, and she is on the show. Hey, Nix. Thanks for being here. Next call. Yes, hello, Mo. Happy to be here. Thank you. Finally. First time? Uh, yes. Awesome. So what is going on in your life? All right. Did you want well, to uh, yeah, there's a lot. Sure. <laughs> there's a lot. But uh, let's start with uh, my question, just so that at least you know exactly where this is going. Yep. Um, yeah. So my question is, how do you handle the relationship knowing you've been lied to? Um. Yeah, so uh, I am currently on a three-year relationship with my girlfriend. I'm sure. bisexual. Yep. And, well, during the first year of the relationship, there's been a lot of things, uh, you know, it's been going on. Uh, even before the relationship, we're actually good friends. Um, she's told me a lot about herself. Uh, but uh, just to be on point here... Um, it, it, it felt like as if I was deceived. Um, it felt like as if there's a lot of uh, things that, she, you know, stories she, she's told me that it's actually more of a, a lie. It's, yeah. it's more of a, uh, of a deception. Like I've, you know, told things that uh, would make me fall for her. Um, well, well, see, okay, to, so real quick, um, Nix. That's everybody. Mm-hmm. It's now what extent of the, how far do these lies go? Because we're all lying to the people yeah. that we want mm-hmm. to fall in love with us. We show them mm-hmm. the best version of us. And the best version okay. of us, like a resume, when you apply for a job, a lot, of that, mm-hmm. a lot of that shit is exaggerated. And exaggerating is lies. Now, is it I'm exaggerating how long I worked at a company or what my skill set is? Or am I exaggerating like massively by telling you I I uh, graduated from the University of Recto that I worked in this company that fucking doesn't even exist. It just depends on how grave and how creative mm-hmm. these lies are because we're all going to lie to the person we of want course. to fall in love with us. So when you say you feel like you've been deceived, that sounds big time. So what was give me you know, the top three lies that she told you to get involved with you? All right. Well, uh, these are huge, definitely. Um, First is with regards to her condition. She's actually sick. She's got a weak heart. Um, Her condition is not good. She's up to a heart transplant. That's what she told me before. That's true. Oh, okay. All right. So that's Mm -hmm. fake. Um, well, um, that I'm not quite sure. I'll get to that later yep, on. Yep. Um, yeah, the second one is with regards to her family. Uh, and then, well, the third one pretty much sums up all the, the small lies she's told me, you know, to cover up the previous lies she, you know, told me before. Um, so with regards to her heart condition, um, prior to us being in a relationship, I was actually in like an eight-year relationship. Sure. And then, um, well, um, I, I, I fucked up, you know, I, uh, guilty as charged, cheated. I cheated yeah. on my girlfriend over for her. Okay. Now, um, yeah, during the time, um, she told me she was sick. Uh, there were instances, like three instances before, wherein she was hospitalized. She ended up, um, you know, um, 
uh, in a coma or something. And yep. then I was really worried. I was uh, crying my heart out. You know, I was scared to death, losing her. You know, we were friends before that. So, you know, and then during those instances wherein she was hospitalized and she's not, of course, able to talk to me, I was under the impression that, that I was actually talking to her mom. And then it was her mom, you know, um, I was actually, um, you know, um, talking to her mom, telling her to be strong and stuff. And she's doing the same for me because uh, I was also under the impression that her mom has accepted me, you know, uh, and that um, she's supporting whatever relationship we were having during the time. Okay. So there's, um, there are a lot of instances that I've, talk to her mom. It's like as if we were really close. I mean, we've never really spoken on the phone personally. We haven't um, seen each other personally. It's more of a text messaging. So, But I was really happy at the time. And it's one of the reasons why I've given up my previous relationship over to her is because it felt like as if I have more freedom um, with this one because knowing that, you know, it's, it's, it's a big thing that your partner's you know, family, especially the parents, you know, accepts you. Sure. So, yeah, that's one of the reasons. Now, um, and then, um, like, a year passed. So, uh, we were now together. And then, I, you know, the, the texting with the family, it, it lessened until it totally stopped. You know, I, I don't have any um, idea at all what, what's been happening. And then... One time, I figured it out. I, I realized during the time wherein I've, you know, um, uh, I, I took her phone. I, I not, not really took it, but I, you know, I, I found a text message on the phone and I read it and I told her, "Hey, someone texted you." And then, um, I just, you know, seen a text message, um, uh, one of the text messages on her phone, wherein I found that it's actually a conversation that I have with her mom. Okay, so she lied to you about. She lied to you about being her her mom. She it was. It seems like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, wait, wait. Where does like... where does the heart condition? Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, if I missed it. Where does the heart condition then come in on there? Did she? Um, is that a completely separate well, lie? She's not really that sick. Well. Um, or they're together. It's the is, same. It's like I, she was she was talking to you about her heart condition as her as the mother and. So there was like two lies in that, or is she really sick? Well, I think she is sick. I think she is sick. I think um, she's she. This is a heart condition that she's had way back before. I mean, even she was. Um, uh, I think it, she was uh, like three years old. But okay, how long have you guys uh, been I together? The, Sorry, Nix. Yeah, but I think the lie is with regards to during the time that she was hospitalized and everything. Because I'm not, now that I've read the text message. Um, you know, it, it boggles me that, okay, um, she's texting me as her mom. So who was I texting before? Right, right. So wait, wait, hold on, hold on. How, sorry, how long were you guys, have you guys been together? Um, two years now. Okay, and then when you were dating the other girl, she knew you had a girlfriend and she just kind of didn't care, slept right in? Uh, yes. Okay, all right. So... When did you find out about this phone thing, about her lying about the mom again? So if you guys have been together, um, you found out this recently. Um, it was actually a, a year. A year ago. Okay, so yeah, together, you yeah. let that one pass. Well, 
I did talk to her about it. I've, I've confronted her about it. Her reason is that um, I was talking to her mom, but her mom changed. Um, she told me that her mom was actually sick and that she's trying to, you know, to, to not add the burden to, to, to her mom's sickness and just ended up lying to her mom that we're not really together and, and that, Okay, so so Nick, let me try to get some organization going on here with this call. This was all a year ago, though. So why are you calling me now? So did something else happen? Has it been eating away at you for a year? So we get it. That's how that, and that, and you're right. That's a big fucking lie. But it was a year ago. So you have overlooked it for quite some time. Why are Mm -hmm. you stopping overlooking it all of a sudden and getting on the show? Well, I I think I've never overlooked. I mean, um, don't get me wrong. She's, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's she's nice. She's sweet. She takes care of me and everything. But, I mean, um, probably the reason for this, the reason it's been a year now, is because, yes, I love her. Um, I've, 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 you know, uh, I've just been silent. Um, I've been. She's been avoiding the conversation. You know. Um, it, it's just so happy. So there's that nothing new like for this. Nothing new has happened. This is this has been. This is the biggest lie she's told you. I just want to make sure that that's clear. This is the biggest one. Biggest one, yes. But okay. there's a lot more. There's a lot more with regards to her family. She lied to her family as well, by the way. Um, all this and are time, all the lies? Um, wait, are all the lies about the family? There's nothing else about her. Like she went to school here, pero hindi siya nag-aral dun. Or she went. She grew up in Dubai, but she really didn't. I mean, what is? Does everything have to do with the family? More of the, with the family, yes. The, okay. the problem. That's the thing, though. Uh, the problem here is that. Due to the fact that she's been lying to me, I'm now not sure, you know, the extent of the lies she stole. About everything so else. Okay. Um, there, there are things that she's telling me about this and about that, and in the back of my mind, okay, yeah, I'm listening, but you know, I have this, I have this doubt. I have this. Is she trust, a natural um, exaggerator? When, for example, when you guys go out with your friends, does she tell a story to them that you were a part of, that you experienced, mm-hmm. and that story? <laughs> Sounds nothing like the truth. <laughs> well, so far, not that much. Okay, so um, and, and the I, reason, I, sorry, next, let me, and the reason why I'm asking you these questions is because I'm trying to formulate why she does it and what the topics are that she actually does it about. So if she was a mm-hmm. natural exaggerator and she told bullshit stories to your common friends about things that you guys have done, and, and a lot of people do this, I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. You have boyfriends <laughs> and girlfriends who are like, you know, Putaina, we went to uh, Moa yesterday. Putaina, <laughs> yeah. three million people, Barry. And you're, and, you're, and you're sitting there like, oh, no, okay, no, that wasn't true. Uh, a lot of people do this because when they're storytelling, they want to, to sound great, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And if she's not like that, that's good. And if she hasn't lied that you know about, about a bunch of other things that have variety to it, that's good. If a lot of her lies are really stuck with just the family, I, I find that to be, well, while a negative thing, I find that to be positive that it's only about this isolated issue, which is family, mom, not introducing you, you know, all of that stuff. Because then that, mm-hmm. that tells me she's just not ready 
to come clean about her family to you. She's not ready to come to her family about you being who you are in her life. And that's understandable when it comes to homosexual relationships. Like, I get, I have a lot more patience for that. And I ask you guys for more, to exercise more patience for it because it is still a very sensitive thing to talk about with family. And I'm not sure if you're her first girlfriend or they know of other girlfriends she's had in the past. We don't know, right? Because you don't know shit about her family. But it's, it's totally possible that you are. What I would do moving forward here, Nix, is investigate other aspects about her and see if she's lying there as well. And that's the part mm-hmm. that's going to make me leave. If you love her and you can't get over this fake mom text messaging bullshit, well then fine, don't get over it. But start investigating other aspects of her life. Her job, where she grew up, and let's see if the stories and the facts match up. Now, I'm not sure how much facts you'll be able to get because you're, maybe you're not a detective. But at mm-hmm. least you should still continue to try and look around and peek around and poke around and see, okay, well, she was really born here. Pala. Let's go look, get her passport and go go on a trip and let's see if all of that information lines up. Um, go to her workplace, meet her work friends. Let's see if some of that stuff lines up. Now, I'm not sure if she's got a job because she's got a heart issue, but... Mm-hmm. Talk to your doctor friends and say, hey, my girlfriend's got this uh, hard thing. Da, da, da. Does that make sense to you? And if they go, no, that's bullshit. That shit does not happen. You know what I mean? Like the things that you actually are exposed to, confirm them. And if everything looks okay and the only issue is the family, I would ask you to be a little bit more patient. Because when it comes to introducing a same-sex partner, dude, I think, <laughs> I think people get terrified about their family. <laughs> And they don't want to mm-hmm. show you they're terrified because it might make you feel bad. So they'll come up with some Careful. bullshit. And I think that's yeah. kind of not normal, but I, I'm asking you for patience. I've been really patient, Mo. I mean, it's been a year now. Actually, I've, I've already given her, you know, the chance because um, I've already talked about it, uh, about to her about it. And that uh, she, she did uh, tell me that she's trying, she's planning to um you know introduce me it's just so happened that yeah her mom is sick and she doesn't want to be a part why of does you it, know, and, another and, issue. and i'm not saying that it's not a big deal but why is it so important for you to meet her family um well this is one of the again this is one actually actually one of the issues i've had in my previous relationship and uh the fact that I I did introduce her to my mom, and I was un- again I was under the impression that everything's gonna run smoothly, because um, I was under the impression that her mom knows me, her mom likes no, me. No, no, but that's not my question. My question is me. why is it so important for you? Well, because, and there's nothing wrong with um, that. I just want to know why. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually important for her. I mean. Her family is important for her. I don't want to be the reason that she's not going to be with her family or there's going to be a barrier between her and the family because of me. So but I, you don't I, even I, know I, that exists. Well, you, you don't know that, that you're a barrier. Well, it felt like it is. I mean, the fact that she's not... Because what, what I want to get to here for you and for everybody out there who is listening who might be in a situation mm-hmm. is that... 
just because you're able to introduce her to your family or just because it's important to you, please don't minimize how much stress and pressure and importance it could be for your for the other side. It's okay mm-hmm. that it's that it's a priority. But I don't want you to break up with your gay boyfriend, your lesbian girlfriend, your same-sex relationship partner, whatever you want to call it, just because uh-huh. they haven't introduced you or ha- they haven't opened up with the family. It's sensitive and it's different for every family. And maybe they're not telling you the truth about how hard it is to come clean, quote-unquote. I mean no offense by saying that, mm-hmm. but you get my point. To come clean about who they are. Of course. And that's why I don't, I, I don't want you to make this an issue. I want you to investigate other stories she's told. Remember, I've, I've told this story before on the, on, on the show. I had a girlfriend whose mom lied to her dad about how old she was. She was 10 years older than she mm-hmm. said she yep. was, right? And yep. her dad fucking left the mom because that lie was too big for him to overcome. And I understand that. That's a big lie. Telling somebody you're 10 years older, I mean, telling, telling somebody you're 10 years younger than you really are is fucking massive. And absolutely get out. Your situation, the fake mother text message exchange, I'm going to be a little bit more lenient about this just because of mm-hmm. what the circumstances are. It's a same-sex relationship. Some families will fucking get upset about stuff like that. And what if she's in one of those families? You just don't know. Of course. So let's investigate the other stuff and find out if she's a habitual liar. And if she isn't, give it a little bit more time, Nix. You love her? Of course. I am. It's been yeah. a year. and um, Oh, yeah. No, you've I'm been... I'm still waiting. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still waiting for her to, you know, to really open up. It's just that, I mean, she doesn't have to lie to me. I mean... I do understand she's trying to save me from all the, you know, the hurt, the pain of knowing that, you know, her family does not accept the relationship that we have. But it's more of the, the lie. Um, what I'm, if, I'm fine with that. I well, mean, yeah, but what did you tell her that? Did you go, hey, I'm OK if I they don't. OK. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I told her about it. And uh, it's just that it's um, it's been going on for more than a year. Um, and I mean. And the, the only request I had was for her to tell me what's happening. Like, okay, so your mom doesn't know me. Because her mom, what her mom knows is that she's with someone. She's yeah. actually with a guy. She's playing this story. And she's actually telling a story to her mom that she's with a guy. This guy is. That makes more sense um, to me now. The more she's, she's just terrified to talk to her family about having a girlfriend. Yeah. That's I how mean, I see it. It seems like it. Yeah, the, and and then you, yeah. you all you want is hey, but tell me though, you can be honest yes. with me about how that. Yeah, but at exactly. This point, what if she's been traumatized about telling anybody about any of that shit? Doesn't matter that it's you. She's just mm-hmm. when it comes to her sexuality, and her identity or whatever, she wants to keep that to herself, and anybody who is meddling in that is going to get a lie. You have to respect that. Not respect it positively, but you have to respect that that's her stand. Mm-hmm. If okay. it is her stand, yeah. which I think it is. I think that's what's going on. I think it's, hey, listen, I want to be in a relationship, but please don't meddle in 
my family first because it's been very traumatic. We don't know what the upbringing has been like for her. So, you can break up with her for this at some point, and it will be a legitimate reason to break up. But if you love her and outside of this, she's a pretty good girlfriend, I will continue to be patient even if you have been patient already. Mm-hmm. Okay? I can do that, yeah. Yeah. All right. And then give yourself an ultimatum. You don't have to tell it to her, but give yourself an ultimatum. Say, in a year, if it doesn't happen, I'm, I'm out of here. But in terms of letting it eat, eating you out, because it's, sorry, pun, right? <laughs> <laughs> in, in terms of it eating up at you, uh, try to lessen that, because be, be a bit more understanding. Okay? Yeah. All right. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Good. And right. you have been. So, so it's, I, I don't want you to think that I'm saying you're not, <laughs> and you're being all that. You, no, you are understanding. Just do it for a longer time. Okay. Yeah, I will. Right. Thanks, Nick. Of course. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. For Thank the call. you so much. Take care, love. Yep, I will. Thank you. All right. More Bye. power. Thanks, Take dear. care. Bye. Bye. Yeah, it's um, it's it's. I can see why it could be frustrating if your your guy and your boyfriend is not out with his family because you want you want to go to these family gatherings you want to visit on Christmas on Noche Buena you want to come by and give gifts because there are a lot of people out there who want to have a relationship not just with their partner but with their partner's family because it feels like a second family and it's a very nurturing experience for people I get it but the sensitivities involved in same sex relationships we are not there yet where it's just okay not every family is there yet where it's oh okay yeah bring your boyfriend over oh absolutely yeah oh hey hey dad mom this is my boyfriend you know that's just the way it is uh, they'll take a break when we come back we have more of the show you listen to Good Times with more the podcast season 6 brought to you by Sharp Philippines from the Kumu Podcast Studios in Kobe. Worldwide, it's Good Times with Mo, the podcast, season six. Have a question? Message Mo on Twitter or Instagram at DJ Mo Twister. Or check out GTWM Podcast on Facebook. GTWM is brought to you by Sharp Philippines. Recorded at the Kumu Podcast Studios. It is the Burr Month, everybody, and of course, that means it's Christmas time, especially if you live in the Philippines. And the one gift I want you to give so you can upgrade someone's life this Yuletide season, how about a sharp, ultra-high-definition TV? Yes, end the year of 2019. Caught up on all of your favorite shows. Catch some movies, Christmas movies, like my favorite movie of all time, Love Actually. But right now, boy, Chopper and I, we're all over shows like Peaky Blinders. We have Succession on HBO that we go nuts about. We watch all of them exclusively on our Sharp ultra-high-definition TV. So that's my pick for something I think you should give away this Christmas season. If you want to save up for it as early as now, you can. So come December, boom, the biggest gift under the tree is going to be an ultra-high-definition TV from Sharp Philippines. So enjoy the viewing. Enjoy your Christmas season with Sharp Philippines right there by the Christmas tree. It's going to be good times, baby. Worldwide, it's Good Times with Mo, the podcast, season six. Have a question? Message Mo on Twitter or Instagram at DJ Mo Twister. Or check out GTWM Podcast on Facebook. 
GTWM is brought to you by Sharp Philippines, recorded at the Kumu Podcast Studios. And we're back. You're listening to Good Times from All the Podcast, Season 6, Episode Number 77, brought to you by Sharp Philippines from the Kumu Podcast Studios. Before we get to our next call, I uh, saw this on the news. Many of you have heard that the president, of course, uh, Duterte, has given Mocha a new government position. She's now the Deputy Executive Director of the Overseas Workers Welfare Administration. Now, that sounds pretty fucking important. Uh, president Duterte has also given her in the past... Uh, the she was a member of the MTCRB board, right? If I'm not mistaken, she was also in the Presidential Communications Operations Office. Uh, my question here is: Did she fuck him? Is that is that how she, she's pulling this off, or he's pulling this off for her? Did she fucking give him a blowjob? Honestly, I, because clearly she's not qualified, and my mindset hasn't changed about this. She's taking away a job. From someone else, another deserving, hardworking, educated Filipino, that job now goes to this porn star because he fucked her, right? Like, that's the only explanation that I can give. He owes that to her. He's going to take her to Moscow this week so he can fuck her there. Because that's the only reason, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. How she goes from government position to government position, which she's not, by the way, qualified for any of them, and continue to have his ear, and again, most likely his dick, in her fucking mouth. That's the only explanation I can have for this. If you give me another one that doesn't have anything to do with sex, or blowing him, or any of that shit, please, I would like to hear this, because I can't make any sense of this. Uh, As much as we give him a hard time, it's still our country, and I know many of you who listen to the show, many of you in the Middle East, most especially, who are OFWs, are going to have to, if not interact with this department, somehow feel her presence. And I hope it works out for you guys. But shit, somebody got a job, and it should be for somebody else. And that's bullshit. So, just thought I would bring that up. Uh, let's take our next call. Next call. Let's talk to Mia. Mia is 25 years old. She is in Makati, and she's lined up here. Hey, Mia, thanks for coming back on the show. Actually, you were a caller in episode number eight, right? Yeah. Hi, Mo. Hi. It's nice to have you back. You were 24 years old when you (laughs) called. Now you're 25. It's been that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember your question was, you were the uh, fucking, you were the girl that was banging the foreigners on the the beach island or some shit like that, right? (laughs) Yes. So you were, what was the story again? You went to, was it, I don't know, if it was Boracay, Shargao or whatever, and you, yeah, yeah, it was one of those islands. Yes, island souvenirs, <laughs> as they say. Um, okay, so, well, I am glad you're back. I hope everything is good in life. It's nice to hear from you again. What's the uh, what's the deal here this time? Well, uh, aside from what I called last, last April, I guess, I'm dating someone else new now. We've been dating for two months now. Yeah. And I really like the guy. Okay. Really like the guy. Sure. And, uh, but then last Friday, 
we were just talking about something and then it came up that he hates you so much. You know, like, oh, he hates you. Me? Yeah, you. So he's Pinoy. No, no, he's, he's actually German, but he's been here for a long while. What's a long while? But he hates you. What's a long while? Like, like 10 years or something. I haven't even been there in 10 years. Why the fuck does he hate me? It's been fucking nine years <laughs> since I will. Has it been nine years? I'm not about nine years. I mean, how how does he even know, know me? It's been nine years. Yeah, just a little backstory because yeah. uh, when I was in his car last time, I moved the station to eighty nine point nine because I was listening to it. Yeah. So last night when I was in was in back in the car, I asked. There's a music playing. I asked, "Oh, is that Magic?" He said, "No." He's like, "Okay, why did you move it? I like Magic." And he's like, "Yeah, I like it too." But last morning, I. I was listening to it and I heard this this voice of a guy I really, really hate. And I was like, oh my God, that could be Mo, that could be Mo. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, I hate that guy. He's so arrogant, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, why would you say that? And I told him, but I like him. Like I listen to everything, to his radio show, to his podcast, and everything. Like, and he's like, why why could someone like someone like Mo? And when we, at the beginning, it was funny. But then he started, like, saying, like, how can someone like you, like, what's wrong with me? And, like, he's questioning what's wrong with me because I like you. Yeah. And and I asked him, why did you, like, why did you hate him? He said, back then, maybe seven, six years ago, he was listening to the radio show. And, you know, you would, you would, like, uh, when you're going on an argument with someone and when you're losing, you're just going to cut them off. You're not going to let them hear you and but for me I was like well Mo is a changed person now and even that even that if you cannot take his you know his um argument what such a pussy you are and he got mad. So you guys fought <laughs> and you defended me. Oh my God I'm so tired. Yes of course speaking wait hold on one second. Yeah. Hold and, on one and second. I was like I'm gonna play I'm gonna play a, a podcast or part of your of your show because I had it on Spotify and he's like, I don't want to hear that. He doesn't even want to give you another chance. That's why I'm freaking, I'm so, so pissed off yesterday. Well, well, first of all, okay. I do not cut people off when I'm losing an argument because I rarely use, I rarely lose radio arguments, radio arguments, especially right. The podcast, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll lose a podcast argument every now and then, but not a radio argument. Hell to the no, because there are a lot of stupid ass people out there. And, the cutting people off, that's a weird thing because as much as possible, I don't cut you guys off. It's the fact that I want you to be angry on air with me because in other radio shows, what happens when callers nagmumura or nagagalit, what happens, many DJs, what they do is they cut the person off because that's, that's almost like a standard operating procedure. When a listener or a caller is irate and screaming, most radio DJs would be like, okay, then they'll, knock, they'll kind of get out. I'm completely opposite. Yeah. The more offensive you are, the more rude you are, the more all of these things you are, the longer you're going to get some airtime. So yeah. that's kind of weird that he said that. I wonder what the argument was about that made him think that I cut people off or hang up on people or whatever when we're in a debate. No, I, I try my best to keep people on. I sound like I'm defending myself. Let's not. Let's get to a question then, because first of all, I'm touched. Thank you for defending me as hard as you did. But is this, like, am I feeling this correctly? Are you going to ask me if you should break up with him because of me? No, 
not not that. It's just that I don't like, you know, when he questioned like, how can someone like you? It's like he's questioning what's wrong with me, and I I don't like that. And I was asking him to give you another chance, and 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 he's like, no, I don't want to hear that. I'm playing the recordings on, on Spotify for this morning show, and he's like, so why? Why why do you have that? I'm like, so I can listen to it while work when I miss it in the morning. He's like, so you can listen to, so you won't miss all of his arrogance and and uh ignorance and like no because it's funny it's i like it it's just i just don't like you know when he questioned me like something is wrong with me for liking you well like, i don't question him arrogance is really different from ignorance ignorance is almost uninformed arrogance well i mean i could see why people might think i'm arrogant i get that shit yeah uh, I, I okay know that too. so hmm when he's questioning you how how can you like somebody like me I don't think he's yeah. means it so literally. I, I I think it's a very we we throw this out all the time. Like if people like I have friends of mine that like the singer Pitbull, who I think is fucking god awful, right? And I'll do the mm -hmm. how the hell do you like a person like that? Like how can a person you know it's it's not really meant literally because you know it's it's I don't want to say a lot of people like me, but. <laughs> if if you meant if he meant it literally or if he meant it logically, then he would be flawed. He would, in fact, then be ignorant because I am on a radio show where I have this podcast that has a million downloads this season. Thank you very much, everybody. For, because yeah, of and he even and he even say this to me. Also, he has a podcast now. Who who listened to that? I'm like, he has a million downloads. I have a hundred million yeah. downloads. I have a million for the season yeah, already just alone. So, it, yeah, yeah. But again, I don't want to sound like I'm defensive. Stop that. Let me remove that from me. I don't think okay. he means it literally. And he is at most irritated that you listen to the show and maybe even more irritated that you call the show. But I think that's all yeah. that it is. There's not a... I mean, it would be, it would take a very weird situation for him to lose respect for you because you like me. I think that's kind of the, the exaggerated response. But just in case he does, like if he ever, if he ever stops liking you because you listen to <laughs> me, um, he must really fucking hate my guts. But I would understand I, I'm pretty sure there are a couple of friends that Chopper has that just because she likes them so much, I kind of get ill, like ill. But it's never to a point where I'm I lose respect for her. I probably lose maybe a little bit of respect for her taste, but taste and the human, the you, the the everything that you're about. Eh, I, I don't think he really means it. So don't take it too hard. Don't take it too seriously. When he says, how can a person like him? He's not really questioning your intellect. He's not questioning your person. He's not questioning a lot of things. At most, he's just either irritated by it or questioning your taste. And you, a, a really good response is, I like Mo for the same reasons I like you. And let's see how he feels like. <laughs> let's see how he feels about that. You can go, I, I like Mo for the yeah, same reasons I like you. He's smart, he's funny, he's got a big dick. Like, that's what I would say to him. And, and let's see yeah. how, how much of an epileptic seizure he's going to have with an answer like that.
don't yeah, think he but he doesn't really think you're. He doesn't really think you're smart, and which is really that's, complete that, opposite. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. the point. That's why when you tell him that the reason why you like him is because, say, I remind you of him. <laughs> let's let's <laughs> let's see what he says. You know, just fuck around. But 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 you listen, Mia. Ultimately, it's not that big of a deal. Um, I don't think it's anything you should, again, take to heart. When he says it, I'm pretty sure he says it loosely, meaning he's not he's not disgusted by you. Now, yeah, if, I, if you were a DDS, though, you see, here's where... Oh, yeah. Here's the difference, okay? If you were DDS, and I'm trying to think if you were DDS about me, would people stop liking you? Absolutely. <laughs> I don't think they'll yeah. mind your DDS levels. There's a certain no. amount of fandom that if you're obsessed with me, then I could see him kind of leaving you or questioning you or finding you pathetic. But I don't think they mind your DDS levels over somebody like myself I, I, I even sound no, I feel no. weird even saying that because when I think DDS I think the scummiest fucking people on earth but it's true it can happen it can happen that somebody's fandom for somebody you'll just completely think they're dista- dis- distasteful and hate them and that's if you're a big President Duterte fan now you can be a Duterte fan and not be DDS and I could still be friends with you I have plenty of friends that are dudes fans but they're not DDS so if he hates me as much as I hate the president, which it sounds like it, then don't be so, def- don't defend me too much. Don't talk about me in such a nice, pleasant way. However, having said that, if you really care about me, sorry, you don't have to, but let's say you do, and he continues to kind of insult you about it, well, I would tell him to fuck off. But that's a little bit later down the line. I'd play around with mm-hmm. it first because I think he's playing around with you. I would tell him again, yeah. oh, I like him because he reminds me of you. You know, whatever. Let's see, let's see how much he cringes with some bullshit like that. <laughs> but if he, if, he, yeah. if he relentlessly gives you shit about it, and I'm talking yeah, about relentlessly, yeah. like, if he continues to give you shit about it every single time, every single day for the next month, then I think it's a red flag. Yeah, maybe I guess we just avoid you altogether, but that sucks because on a long drive, I really like listening to a podcast or the, mor- the recording of the morning show on Spotify. You can li- listen. You can you can listen on headphones while he listens to Chico and whoever is on RX. <laughs> you can listen to me on headphones. Uh, another thing is you can try to turn him. Maybe maybe he got turned off by one conversation, and that means he can be turned back by one. Yeah, I know. I pick my favorite podcast and like, hey, listen to this. I'm like, I don't want to hear that. Yes, yeah. I did that yesterday. Oh. Was, I'm playing it, and he's like, I don't want to hear that. I pick the funniest funniest um uh, episodes in podcast, the morning show, and no, he doesn't want to even listen to it. Did you tell him my so, wife is he German? He Did you tell him my wife is German and my children are German? Oh, I haven't told that. I well, haven't. Maybe told, maybe so that, that helps. Maybe that helps a little bit. I mean, my wife is German. Oh, my yeah. children, my children are German citizens. Maybe that. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't even know. And he's like, he doesn't even know you're in the U.S. You're like, 
It's okay. Oh, I he thought you were in the Philippines. No, he doesn't have to know. And and it, it, it's I don't think it's going to change his opinion about me in any capacity. But what I what I'm telling you is this: you can always try to turn him. Let me ask you something unrelated to all of this. Okay, does he let you make mm-hmm. any decisions though? Because it sounds like he's giving you so much for you for just listening to something on the radio. Are you allowed to make decisions about where restaurants you're eating or what movies you're going to watch? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I the, 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 the fact is I make all those decisions and I'm kind of getting tired of it. So, yeah, he does make, let me make decisions somehow. Okay. Well, then use that same energy in making a decision to do what you want and having him tag along in the same way you do listening to the radio or podcast or whatever. Just say, hey, this is what I want to listen to. And then if he goes, I don't want to listen to that, they go, well, then guess what? On the way, I'm listening to something that I want. On the way back, you can listen to what you want. This is a relationship. It's 50-50. We're going to compromise. It's compromise. Yeah. On the way, wherever we're going, I'm listening to him. And on the way back, you can listen to fucking, you can listen to K-pop. I don't care. Just whatever you want to listen to. But this is what I want. And if he has got a problem with that, then I think we have a bigger issue that's not just about me. It's about (laughs) you being able to be you around him. You should be able to be you around him. Okay? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, don't stop listening to the show. Absolutely not. I would no, be I will not. thoroughly Hell upset no. <laughs> if you stopped listening to me because of that fucking guy. And you no. know what? You can if listen. You do that to me. I mean, I'm I'm not the type who do that for a guy. You know. Good, good. And 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 you know what? This might be a good time for you to give him a sample of this call. Hey, I talked about you on the show <laughs> because the reason why it would be good to say that is because he might want to hear it then if it's about him. If you go, hey, guess what? I, I talked about you on the podcast. So he might go, oh, let me give it a chance. And then he'll listen to the show. And let's see. <laughs> I don't want... Because we started about the island banging thing. <laughs> oh, that's true. Well, I mean, what? He's a, is he a virgin? Fuck, I mean, come on. It's like, you, 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 met, you, met, you met one guy before him... You had a little bit of fun while on yeah. vacation. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm sure you're you're you're. Are you having sex with this guy? Uh, just recently, just very recently, like okay. last. So, so two days it would ago, be yeah. hypocritical, and and it's not very German of him, in any way, to be upset about yeah, no, yeah, you, you what you doing, what you did during your single days. So, what's yeah. the guy's name? Huh? What's his first name? Just his first name. There's fucking thousands of people uh, with the same name. Uh, Stefan. Stefan. This is the German national anthem. And I want you to know that I have a German wife. I have German children. My wife is from Dusseldorf. She is very proud of her heritage. We speak a little bit of German at home every now and then. My children watch German cartoons. And I'm trying to appeal to you that... If you give the show a shot, and if it were whatever it was that turned you off, I apologize. I don't know what it is, though, but I am saying sorry, which is kind of weird, right? I mean, who would apologize for not knowing what they're apologizing for? But let's do it anyway. Um, And then if you gave the show a chance, this show probably more than, say, the radio show, because the radio show is really meant for comedic purposes, and it's always been kind of edgy, and it's always been a little, I don't know controversial, as people sometimes would say, uh, this podcast, if you gave it a shot, you'd see that 
more often than not, it really is about listening to people, listening to them without cutting them off, having them tell their story and just reacting to it. Even the bad ones, quote unquote, the ones who are doing really evil shit out there, even they get a shot at telling their story. And that's what I think makes this podcast, not me, but this show, a little bit different from what you will find anywhere else in the Philippines. Is instead of sitting here and being preachy, even the ones who are considered vile and awful human beings, or maybe not human beings, but awful partners or awful friends or awful whatever, everybody gets a shot. Not a, Rarely does anyone ever get cut off. And if that's your problem with me... You should listen to the show. You'll see. Nobody gets fucking cut off. I should cut more people off because sometimes you guys take so fucking <laughs> forever to get to your point. But I don't because it's rude. All right. Um, Mia, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Please let him listen to this call. Please let him listen. I don't think you said anything yes, wrong. I will. I will. And yes, you didn't really insult him in any way no. or form. You were just kind of worried a little bit. And I'm telling you right now, I don't think he meant it literally. And if he ever does, and if he, if he just doesn't stop bugging you about it, then I think it's a little bit of a problem because this show is a little bit part of who you are. Yep. Okay? Yep. All right. For the last Thanks. four years, I guess. Well, yeah, okay. yeah. For, I mean, shit. And if that's the case, and you've, you're 25 years old, I mean, this, if this show has been part of you for the last four years, or say for even five years, I mean, I'm talking, gosh, I've been, I've been a part of 20% of your life. Yeah, and that's a pretty big like, part. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll quote the other girl who said on the other pod, uh, the other episode, like, pinalahiya ko ni mo. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. And th- then, then that's the case. So, fine. If that's the case, then maybe all the lessons that you've learned from the show have led you into bringing him into your life. So, maybe it's not yes. so bad after all. All right. Thanks for the call, babe. I appreciate it. Okay. It's nice to talk to you again. Bye-bye. Okay. And good luck in this relationship. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. It is. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to give the date. Um, yeah, no, listen, I know that a lot of people hate me. I know it. I see it online, obviously. And the most of the hate I get these days are really from the DDS crowd. And if you, I don't think there's one DDS piece of shit that listens to this fucking show. And if they do, fuck you. Um, but I get it. I mean, I, I get it. I get why. It's aggressive. I say a lot of bad words. I uh, I call somebody stupid if I think they're stupid. And maybe people are sensitive about that stuff. And if they, yeah, if they are, I apologize. I just, in the moment, thought they were stupid. And like ugly, there are more ugly people in this world than attractive people. That's just the way the world is. There are more stupid people in this world than intelligent people. And that's just the way the world is. And if by chance somebody calls the show and says something stupid, big, uh, full of bigotry or full of racism or full of, I don't know, uh, just support for tyranny or other bullshit, I'm going to probably call them stupid straight up. And if you have a problem with that, well, please, at the very least, understand it's my opinion and you're more than welcome to call the show and share yours at any time. We'll take a break. When we come back, we have more of the show. You're listening to Good Times. Sweet. Hold on. Here we go. One more time. 
just a good time to promote the podcast. Season six, brought to you by Sharp Philippines from the Kumu Podcast Studios. Don't go away. Worldwide, it's Good Times with Mo, the podcast, season six. Have a question? Message Mo on Twitter or Instagram at DJ Mo Twister. Or check out GTWM Podcast on Facebook. GTWM is brought to you by Sharp Philippines. Recorded at the Kumu Podcast Studios. Hey, good timers. Let's talk about Sharp Philippines for a second. Now, even before they came around on this podcast, I've been a Sharp customer. Why? Well, because I'm looking for that sweet spot of high performance and value. You do the research. Go on your favorite tech review site. I like CNET in particular. And what I find are positive reviews for what I'm looking for. So it's 2019. Let me tell you what that is. I'm looking for something that I, my wife, my kids, Lucas, Amsterdam can enjoy. The Android games on the TV are big for them. They are more into gaming than they are into, say, sports or TV series. So the Android TV offers them a new way to play. Now, I'm big on resolution. Whether it be to watch sports or my favorite TV series, I want it as clear as possible, and this is Sharp's calling card. Ultra high definition, baby. It's just so fulfilling knowing that my important TV time is also giving me the best picture quality around. And it doesn't stop there with viewing TV. Compatibility is another thing that's really important with me. I like to control my TV with apps that I already have on my iPhone and the iPad. The built-in Chromecast lets me cast movies from my laptop as well. So that compatibility with gadgets, super plus. Now sure, size matters, as we say on the podcast, but that's why I like Sharp 60-inch 4K ultra high definition TV but all of those features I'm talking about comes in sizes like 45 inches and 50 inches if that fits your house or your room better. So be original with Sharp and truly enhance your alone time, your family time with the very best that technology offers at a price point that's really good for you. This is my Sharp testimonial. I spend a lot of time at home. You guys know this. I'm not the one who goes out partying or does the outdoor stuff too much. I want to make sure my investments into my home time are really the best ones, and Sharp checks those boxes for me. I'm sure it'll do for you. Now let's get back to the podcast. Worldwide, it's Good Times with Mo, the podcast, season six. Have a question? Message Mo on Twitter or Instagram at DJ Mo Twister. Or check out GTWM Podcast on Facebook. GTWM is brought to you by Sharp Philippines. Recorded at the Kumu Podcast Studios. You are listening to Good Times and Roll the Podcast, Season 6, Episode number 77. Brought to you by Sharp Philippines from the Kumu Podcast Studios. For all the great messages that we got from uh, you listeners of the Magic Morning Show, Good Times. We call it the Super Team, but that's not the real title. It's just kind of the little... I don't know, moniker that we're using as we relaunch the Good Times Morning Show on Magic 89.9. But we've got so many positive, so much positive feedback. So really, thank you from the bottom of our hearts as this team, I think, is going to do a lot of great things on radio uh, this year and for succeeding years. Um, it's it, it, like with everything, it's a process. It takes time to kind of gel even... Uh, you know, all the other iterations of the show that you absolutely have loved has taken time. Even the Sam Nico days took time. The uh, the Mojo Andy days took time. The, the Maui Mojo days took time. So a, a lot of the past versions, when we've brought new co-hosts and others have left, it takes maybe even a month or two to really hit our stride. But I love the start that we've had this week. So thank you all for hanging in there, for listening, for messaging. Uh, it's a little bit more uh, bastos, but medyo baboy <laughs> because of Susie there uh, every fucking morning. She's hilarious. Her humor is edgy, racy. So is Casey's. It's good to CJ to have CJ there as a little balancer. 
But I think the podcasts are up, the recordings of that show are, are up for you to find and download in case you want to uh, listen to it. But if you got to, do it live, 7 to 10 a.m., Monday to Thursday on Magic 89.9. Super appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. You could also donate to this podcast by going to anchor.fm slash GTWM podcast. You can do as low as 99 cents per month and... I totally uh, appreciate that. If you could do that, uh, that would go a long way in keeping this ship sailing. Tomorrow, I believe we have Chopper on the show, so it'll be a Chopper and I podcast with, again, your calls. So let's get out of here and do our last call before we wrap it up tonight. Her name is Lucy. Lucy is 35 years old, and she is in Manila. Hey, Lucy. Thanks for being here. What's up? Next call. Hi, Mo. Hello, my dear. Is this uh, this your first time on the show? No, I've actually called last season like several times. Is that right? Okay. Well, welcome back. It's always nice to hear from people again. Thank you. And happy, happy that your show is back. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm having more fun this season than any other season, to be honest, just because, I don't know, I like the scheduling. I like the ability to just be in a bit more of control about what goes on and all of that. This is probably one of my more fun seasons outside of season one i really really loved season one more than anything but this one is right up there with among the more fun ones so thanks thanks for coming back and thanks for the kind words so what's up (laughs) i guess i didn't listen to your advice before um uh backstory i met this guy through an online dating site um, we were dating for like three years already. He was he was a he was an American soldier based in South Korea at that time. So was that Air Force or South Korea? Is that Air Force? Uh, no, uh, he's uh, in the army. Army, okay. Gotcha. But, yeah. All right. And then, and then um, yeah, I called. Like I said, I called several times before. Um, I guess you immediately sensed there was something wrong, and you told me to break the relationship already. But of course, I didn't because I'm stubborn. <laughs> I'm stubborn like that, and I also want to give people second chances sure. or whatever chances that they may deserve. So, um, fast forward to last year, um, everything was okay except for um since we are in an ldr but we see frequently like it's either he goes here in the philippines or we we uh travel together we meet somewhere else and um so last yeah so last year august i basically caught him cheating on me okay and um Right mo- right after that, like two weeks after, he was already here in the Philippines. Um, I guess he panicked. He was trying to fix us. We attended uh, a couple's counseling together for like, I don't know, um, some sessions. But of course, he needed to go back because of his work. And then come December, I actually went to South Korea. So this is December uh, 2018? Yeah. Yes, okay. last year. Yeah, last year. But because um, we were still talking and we were trying to give each other how, how another lo- chance. How long have you guys been together at, at this point? Um, yeah, we've been dating since 2018. 
2016. Okay, so it's been a couple of years then. And yes. and then you visit yeah. him in South Korea. What happened? Like the moment I stepped into his apartment. Um, this guy just has a dry, dry humor most of the time. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, the moment I stepped into his apartment, which is inside the camp, he basically put a butcher knife in my neck. This is the and first type... This is the first time that you've experienced violence from him? Um, yeah. Okay. And he's not the type who would, you know, um, initiate something like that. Is this your first and time in South Korea? Uh, is, there, is this your first time to ever visit him when he did this to you? Yes. Okay, gotcha. That's correct. First time to visit him within his, um, like, territory because right. like i said it's either he visits me here in the philippines or we visit other countries sure so we were both on vacation mode okay so he puts yes. a knife to your throat a butcher knife um no butcher knife. wow and you did you know going into the his apartment or whatever uh, on camp that he, you guys were already fighting or it this was like no. oh you were happy he just you you got there and he did this yeah, we okay. were not fighting. Like, um, he just picked me up at the airport, and then the moment I stepped in, that just happened. Okay, tell so, me more. So, uh, me being the sarcastic me, I think it's my um, defense mechanism. Um, basically, I want I, I didn't panic because I wanted to get in to, inside his head. Sure. I was asking him, so um, I told him. This is not the best place to commit a murder because all of your CCTVs caught me already that I'm with you, that I stepped into this apartment. Um, and it's going to be bloody. It's going to be messy. How are you going to dispose of my body? So you're joking, right, though? You, you think that this is kind of bullshit, right? Yeah, I, I think um, at that point, I was just in this, I was just in, you know, disbelief that he would, do such a thing. Okay. Gotcha. Especially inside the especially inside the camp. Right, right. So, so what happened then? Uh, so after after I said that, he said what what he said was just shocked me. He said that, well, it's fine. I can just chop you off to pieces and flush you down the toilet. Okay. So so that comment really just made me mm, I told myself that I should not sleep with both my eyes open, uh, closed, that I should be aware, that I should be vigilant. But, but he's smiling Even, here, right? I, I mean, just kind of paint a picture, because why would you not run out? Is he just joking around? He's got a knife to your throat. He's like, I can just cut you up in pieces and flush you down the toilet. Ha, ha, ha. He was not laughing. He was not being like a serial killer mode. He was also doing that soaker pace. Okay, you yeah. Know, that so you don't know, know right, at this point. It's yeah, creepy, I mean, but yeah. you're not running outside yet. Yes, okay. I know it's creepy, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> I, it just depends on what your humor is like to each other. Of course, it's crazy. He's got a knife to your throat. Anytime that happens, uh, yeah, that's that you should run. But I understand that certain people have kind of just, you know, the, the chemistry between them is kind of weird, and they find it to be funny or stupid and you just don't take it seriously you should take it seriously but 
you know, people are people are unique in certain ways. So you, it freaked you out, but not enough to run away. So you said, when I sleep at night, I'm just going to make sure not to sleep with my eyes closed. Or, it, it, you know, that's figure of speech. I mean, keep, be alert. Yeah. All right. And then what happened? Um, maybe, um, maybe I felt like that because um, I was in a mindset that I want to make this work. I'm already here. I want to make this work. Or at least I want to give it a try and not to tell myself that I didn't give myself like, like that 100%. So, um, yeah, I didn't run away. I still gave him a chance. Um, I kind of felt like he was just joking, messing around. Sure, sure. So the following day, he did that again. Um, this time, like a kitchen knife when we were both preparing dinner. And then... Um, he again put that throat, uh, put the knife in my throat, and then I, I, I asked him, Why are you doing this? Like, this is the second time already. Yeah, he basically stopped, and then what he did was he took the samurai sword, which is an award that he got from the army. Um, he again <laughs> put that in my neck, and then, um, but he was telling me that, Well, you don't have to worry, this is not sharp anyway. This is just an award. I think it was just showing off. And then um, after he put that on my neck, he was trying to show me like um, his samurai skills by like slicing the air or something, which is, I, I find it stupid, but okay. um, that happened. Does it get worse? It got worse when we were already fighting in, on December 23rd. Yeah. Um, because um, uh, I can't remember, but we were fighting already. I decided to have a shot, have a vodka by myself while I was working, checking uh, my emails online. And then um, I decided to have a bath by my own. Yeah. Because um, usually when I have a bath, I would get invite him. Yeah. But this time I... I just didn't even talk to him. I, I just ignored him. And then the moment later, he basically showed up with an electric egg beater. Electric egg beater. Okay. Yeah, if you guys don't know what that is, it's, it's like a whisking thing, right? But it's, sometimes there's two of them. Sometimes there's one of them. If people use it, right, to bake sometimes as well, right? It's the thing. Yes, but it's like a handheld. It's like a with a... Mixer at the end yeah. of it, right? Okay, so sure. what did he do to you with that? So he saw me playing bubbles in the water. Um, I was having a bubble bath and I was playing, trying to make more bubbles. He basically submerged that electric egg beater, like not the whole thing, like um, the metal thing, yeah, to the tub that I was on, and he was. Um, having that crazy smile, like being annoying, maybe trying to get my attention. But I was really pissed off because I was like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to kill me now? Like, well, are you trying to... Wait, what, what is he doing? Is he just making bubbles with the thing? Or what, what, when you say... Yeah, he, 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 he was basically standing there or squatting. Um, telling me that hey, I'm I'm helping you, so you should be happy. 
He's, okay, okay. He's helping you make bubbles. Okay, and then what happened? Yeah. J- just so we kind of... We were already fighting. Okay. But we were already fighting at that point. So um, I I was shocked. I, I told him to stop. Like he was explaining to me that he had um, this circuit breaker that it would just flick if if ever there's an accident that it would be submerged in the water that I would I wouldn't be electrocuted and I was like stop it I don't even care I don't care that put that down because I don't want to die I don't want to die here I don't want to die with you I'm not gonna die here sure that's what I and then um I was so pissed that um I was thinking that um what would be my best move because if I basically tried to get out of that tub, I was I was scared that he might like put me back, like um, push me down further, like down to the water. Yeah, and then you get electrocuted. So you're at this point, you're super panic mode. This is it now. This is not. Oh, I wonder if he's fucking around or all of that. This is okay. Yes, he I- is fucking insane, and this yeah. is the last detail i need to assess like i am in danger now at this point yes um that was the second to the last because i didn't run away that moment i ran away the okay. following so, day okay so why did you run away the following day so just so we can kind of get to a question here because um yeah. y- you know th- this is uh, um this is really intense so <laughs> yeah w- w- what happened the yeah. following day so december 24th came um, the whole after that. How, how many body, days are you in Korea at this point? Uh, more than a week. Okay, gotcha. So more than Christmas Eve comes along, and then what happens? Okay, so after that uh, past uh, the tub incident, uh, the whole hours of twenty twenty third to the twenty fourth morning until the last evening, we were just fighting. We were really fighting. So the 24th um, came after dinner. Um, I was telling him that, you know what, I, I w- I'll just leave when you're asleep because I I attempted to leave after that bathtub incident, but he wouldn't let me go out of his apartment. Sure. Like I even have a photo of him being at the door. Okay sitting in in front of the door just so I wouldn't get out. So um, I said, I told him that, you know, I don't want to make a scene anyway. I got here discreetly. Um, I know you told me that if you, if there would be an incident, if the military police would be called, then your position, your work would be at line, would be at the line. And I don't want, I don't want to cause any, any of that. So I told him I should see so, yeah, so the twenty fourth comes around. What happens be- before that that makes you want to leave? Okay, so um, he 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 got so pissed off when I said that. He said that why are you gonna be stealing money from me or gonna be stealing any of my things? I was like, that's insane. I never even I never even do that. Even when we're okay, like you know, we've been into my house several times. So um, I basically. Uh, decided I basically decided to just run away because he he didn't even let me pee at that point. I told him that okay, just let me just pee and I will just go. Um, and then after that, he basically bear hugged me, which I was only wearing socks um, and you know pants and just one sweatshirt. It was winter. Um, I got scared because he lifted me up in the air to a point that. 
I felt that he would just smash me on that bathroom yeah, floor. Like a UFC type of move or whatever, like a suplex yeah. shit. Okay, so Yes. So this so, is in the uh, evening. You're trying you told him you were going to leave when he goes to sleep. He is now basically imprisoning you in the apartment. And then yeah. how and then yeah, so continue. He has you in the air. What happens? Um that's the that's the moment that really um snapped that I, I said that okay, I needed to make a diversion. I needed to really run away now. Um so I the the moment I uh, I was able to stabilize and be on the floor again. Um I thought that you know I needed to make a diversion. I was able to see a hand soap on his sink. Um, and then I basically threw that away to his living room from the from the toilet. Sure. Um, he so he he was trying to get that because he was really at that even on that um, toilet door, he was really not letting me go out. Like the moment I touch his doorknob, yeah, yeah. he would. Okay. So so you threw the soap and then what? Um. Yeah. So um, he got distracted. In that moment that he turned his back on me, um, against him was the main door. I didn't even think of anything. I just had my phone, um, and then I basically ran away. Okay. I, from from yeah, I was screaming. I was basically. But you, when you ran away, meaning you were able to go outside. Yeah, but I stayed from ninth floor. Um, I was able to stay at the lobby, okay. the ground floor, because I don't. I didn't have any of my things, and it's. I know I might die because of the because of the cold. I didn't have that proper um, clothing. Okay, okay I, I got it. So you're it. you're you're in the lobby, and then what happens? Uh, yes. I mean, you call the police or or what? Um, no, he was not yet, but he was trying to you know calm me down. And then a few moments later, he was convincing me. He was giving me my things, and then um, like two military police came in. Uh, no, no, sorry, two older military men um, that I was able to to talk and ask for permission or ask for help, rather. Um, but I was also being skeptical because I know that I'm in their territory. So I was, um, instead of really planning to call the military police and report that incident right away, my mind was just telling me to you can do this later. You can do this later. Just go out. Just go from, you know, from this facility. Just get some help. So the whole time that I was having this ordeal, uh, I was already on my on the phone with my brother who's having a vacation in the Philippines um, with the rest of my family. And um, good thing that he has um, a friend based in South Korea that he was able to contact right away to think that it was, you know, Christmas Eve. Sure, sure. Yeah. So you were able yeah. to stay at, your, at his friend's house or what? Yeah. Have, um, his friend basically picked me up. And um, the, the following morning, um, before I left Korea, I filed a complaint uh, from the Korean police with the help of another friend of them uh, because you cannot go to any police station in Korea without any interpreter. Okay, so this is the last you saw him then, I'm, I hope. 
No. Okay, so um, j- just so we can speed this up there and get to a question, just because, again, you know, we're, we're pushing 20 minutes. It's, it's an incredible story, but just so we get a question going, and it's, you know, it's not going to run an hour phone call or, or whatever. And I hate to do that because, I mean, I'm so engaged in it. But just let's keep out maybe the little things that Korean police need to translate. Like stuff that really doesn't kind of mean too much to, to, to this. So how did you... How did so you, fast forward yeah, yeah. to uh, March. Um, he was, we were still in contact even after that. Um, uh, which my mom and my brother was really pissed off at me. So um, March, he was able to came. We were having um, like another plan. Uh, so you're, good, you're back together uh, again, romantically. Yeah, I thought okay. we were okay. And then um, the moment that he got back to South Korea, it's again the same. So I that really pulled the trigger. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to be doing this same shit again. So we, we already broken up. Um, uh, I decided to file... A complaint already oh, in for July. What, for what now, though? For assault. So, uh, so um, with everything, the knife, the all of that stuff. Yeah. Okay, all right. And then? Um, and then a month ago, um, U.S. Embassy here in Manila already invited me to for an interview about what happened. Okay. So I was able to talk to two NCIS agents. And, um, yeah, it's... You know, still rolling the case is still rolling right now i think um, are you still in touch with this guy no not anymore but his mom just messaged me on facebook telling me that you know why am i doing this to his son you know his son is you know his son is innocent okay but um so what's the question then here i guess um the question is with regards to the family thing because the family also like i said got involved my family got involved to a point that I'm not talking to them already. Um, that I basically moved out. You you moved out. Uh, you're not talking to your family. Yeah. Okay. So and why? Why? What? What? What are they? Are they defending him? Like why? Why are you having no, conflict? Be, um, because during that time when he was here in March, um, they like I said they, they got mad at me because I was still giving him another chance. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Right. Said, right. Right. Okay, so what's the question? Am I doing the right thing? Like, um, I just, the reason why I don't want to talk to my family as of the moment is also, um, I don't want to, I don't want to like engage any negative words anymore. Like, I, I just shut, I just shut down. Like, I blocked them on Facebook. I blocked them in. But do they know that you've already filed a case? You're, you're no yeah, longer talking to the guy. Okay. Yeah, my brother did because I contacted him um, like three three weeks ago um, because he was part of um, the investigation. Okay. So your parents, though, or whoever else that you're no longer talking to, do they know there's a case? They know that you filed. Are they reaching? Is your family reaching out to you? I think my my uh, I talked once to my brother, but only to kind of not in the right foot because it was still blaming me like if i if i only listen yada 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 which is you know not helpful okay so do you do you miss your family do you you feel like you need them because i think i think it'd be a good it would be good to have them at a time like this but do you feel like you need them um if i think um at this point like um i i want 
if it's gonna be like a drama, I, I don't want drama anymore. Like I'm, I want them to know that I'm, I'm facing this alone and I've already made like a big step. And um, I, is it, my question is, is it bad that, you know, I'm, I'm suffering or I'm letting myself be in the situation alone and not to, you know, not to make it a bigger deal, not to make it a bigger mess because um, I don't, I don't want to make it worse. I guess that's my, my concern. I, I don't think you point. can make anything worse because the, the fact that you're away from the guy already is, that's the that's the win, right? In all of this, you you're away from him for good. You are filing a case. The investigation is going. Like all of the things that you need to do legally are being done. Now, the, so there's nothing you can do to make it worse it, for you. You can make it better, of course, if you have the right people around you, the right support system. And sometimes that leads with family because family, you know, they tend to love you more than everybody else will. Now, we also come from, and I'm not sure if it's, this is not a Filipino thing, but this is probably every, uh, with the world. Everybody does, I told you, sabi ko sayo eh. And sometimes people who are, are hurting just like you, they just take a different route to it. I'm sure your family loves you, and I'm sure they hurt for you. Fuck, I'm not even your family. I'm not even your friend, and I hurt for you. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to the show hurt for you. So what more your family? That they just don't do a good job in the, the, the right support people need these days. I think in the past we do the, you should have listened to me. I told you to, you know, we get mad because we're frustrated that you got hurt. But you need to tell them what you need right now is positive support, not sabi ko sayo. Because all of that is already in the past. Yes, I should have listened to you. Yes, I should have known. You have not heard me say sabi ko sayo, Lucy, even though you started this phone call with, I should have listened to you when I called you some years back. But I'm not going to say, well, you should listen to me. What I'm telling you right now is, hey, I'm glad it's over. I feel bad that this happened to you. I applaud your strength in going to the right people and telling them and prosecuting this guy, hopefully. Um, now I want you to just be surrounded by good people and have them not just restore your faith in humanity, but when you need somebody to talk to, that they're going to listen and they're going to support you and they're going to hug you and they're not going to think about the negative decisions or the negative aspects of decision-making or mistakes or any of that. But it's more about how are we going to get through this, help you heal emotionally, and see you through this whole investigation. And, and, yeah. and I need you to explain that to them especially my old school parents, they're, they're so quick to, sabi ko sayo, I fucking told you. Dapat nakinig sa akin. You know, all of that fucking parental bullshit. But please know they don't do it because they're upset at you. They do it because they're upset that you got hurt. And I think that's yeah, what's um, really important to understand. Yeah, I... I, I truly agree and I um I, I get your point. Um but um 
aside from the all the negativity, I think um, I, what I, the big lesson here is definitely speaking out, you know, speaking out. Um, that's that's what I'm trying to to put my head into. Like um, I, the moment I filed for that case, I, it really made me feel like, you know, that's my social responsibility. I need to speak up so that no other women that would be dating this guy would ever go through the same process that I've been through. Yeah, yeah, no. And 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 absolutely, I mean, yeah, speaking out, being here right now in this sense and talking to so many women out there that might be in a situation very similar to this, that, yeah, don't give it another chance. Don't give it another two chances. Don't give it another three chances. You might not survive that. Yes, you're great. It's great that you survived this. Yes, it's great that you're speaking out, but you could have easily not survived this. And if there are other people out there who find themselves in situations where they're dating somebody, most likely a guy, they're dating a guy who has a ton of violent red flags, weapons, even joking around about this stuff, it's serious because they can snap. They can snap in one day and it could be the end of you. So there are there are ways to cope with this by speaking out, talking to other women, seeing the signs that maybe your friends might have or people you maybe don't even know that might have that's similar to yours. And you say, hey, listen, I was in a situation like this. This is what happened to me. I almost got killed. And that, yeah. that's, that, that helps in coping with it. Of course, see the process through. I would reach out to my family and I would tell them, hey, I need you. And what I, here's what I need from you. I need support. I need positive support. I don't need I told you so and all of that stuff. And I think if you have them on your side, it'll be a little bit easier to get through this if just in case they're not on your side and they continue to be narrow-minded and archaic with their sabikoseo bullshit. Well, then, you know what? It's okay. You'll still be able to recover. Just get yourself out of you know, people who are judging, people who kind of point fingers at you because ultimately this is it was this guy that you were you got in a relationship with somebody who was violent and unstable. Yes. You know. And if other people find those clues in their boyfriend, they know run run the first time, not the third time. Yeah, definitely don't give them another chance like cheating is definitely not something that anyone should experience. Yeah, but a lot of people do. And and what I don't want you to do is experience violence and think that the person will change or think that this is a isolated case. When when somebody chooses violence, it's not an isolated case. They choose violence because they're violent people. And if you have one bout of violence with someone, that's one enough for you to get out. And I think that has to be clear here with everybody. The moment you see violence in your partner, get the fuck out. It is not an isolated case. It's the first time you saw it, but it's not the first time it's happened. And it's certainly not going to be the only time. And it can get crazier and crazier. And one day you can be dead. Exactly. All right. So thanks for the call, Lucy. I, I, I mean, I know this is going to sound weird, but I'm glad to have spoken to you again after however long <laughs> it was since you called. Unfortunately, 
you know, this awful thing happened to you, but you sound like you're going to make a pretty good recovery. And I love the positive mindset in that, okay, now I'm going to speak out. I'm not going to hide in a shell. I'm not going to lock myself away. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to be proactive. So this doesn't happen to others. I love it. Yeah, it's uh, maybe it came from a deeper, because um, I was molested when I was younger. Sure. I was molested by a child as, as well at that point. But yeah. I, I kept I kept quiet for a very long time. I only speak up when I was already in college. So that's that's the motivation. Like yeah, I don't no, want absolutely. to do ever. Yeah. And and I'm glad that that's the route you're taking. And I'm sorry that the world has been so awful to you. And, and, and I applaud you that you're taking those experiences and you're going to do something positive with them. That's part of the healing process for you. And it's part of helping, like you said, this obligation and responsibility to society that you might feel, then I'm all for it. Yes, thank you so right. much, Mo, for Thanks, listening. Lucy. I know, absolutely. Anytime, anytime. Thanks for the call. Let's keep in touch. And um, yeah, just hang in there. Reach out to your family. You know, be honest with them. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you, dear. Oh, I think we're losing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks. All right, Lucy. Bye, dear. Bye. Yeah, that was rough. Uh, um, I'm just gonna repeat it. Once you see violence, any any kind, any sort, get the fuck out. Get out. It's it's so hard to justify any kind of love in any situation when there's that kind of violence. We'll take a break. When we come back, we get more of the show. You're listening to Good Times with the Podcast Season 6. Brought to you by Sharp Philippines from the Kumu Podcast Studios. Don't go away. Worldwide, it's Good Times with Mo, the podcast season six. Have a question? Message Mo on Twitter or Instagram at DJ Mo Twister. Or check out GTWM Podcast on Facebook. GTWM is brought to you by Sharp Philippines. Recorded at the Kumu Podcast Studios. Hey, everyone. I just want to say thank you for listening to today's podcast episode here at Good Times with Mo, the podcast season six. Of course, I record this in the Kumu Podcast Studios, but the Kumu exposure just doesn't end there. Check out the app. You'll find a bunch of live streaming artists. The community is powered by musicians, DJs, artists, educators, and everyday Filipinos sharing their stories around the world through their own live stream channels. You can earn money from that. You can also earn money from game shows. You can play stuff like Quizmojo, which is a ton of fun and can get you some serious cash. You can also win prizes like trips to Boracay or cell phones. Kumu's got it all. It's fun, it's interactive, and you can make some coin. Check out Kumu at the App Store. It's absolutely free. And we'll see you here at the Kumu Podcast Studios for our next episode. Thanks, Kumu. Thanks, everybody else. See you next time.